The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hey, K underscore Diz13 here, and you're listening to the intermediate line. And I think it's time to bring back the wide world of sports because people should know about the small brim I caught off the pylons. This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. don't believe in yourself nobody else will mm-hmm. that's correct mate that's a good yeah, saying sort of a motivational cliche almost yeah, yeah. are you saying uh-huh. that while you're looking at a poster of a cat hanging <laughs> a hanging cat that... hang in there you know those posters the motivational oh yeah posters? yeah yeah gotcha gotcha hang in there yeah things will get better yeah never well, give he- up well here we are champignon we are at the show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been having a lot of fun with that one lately, mate. People will know if they know, but mm. I have been uh, having great pleasure in calling people champignon and listening to them to re- respond like it's just me pronouncing champion incorrectly with a French accent. I mean, in fact, I'm calling them a little butternut mushroom. Butternut mushroom. Tasty little fuckers, aren't they? The champignons. The old, the old yeah. champignon, yes. Great pizza toppers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So how, how you been, Champignon? Not bad, dude. Not bad at all. Uh, yeah. Just working hard. Um, yeah, doing doing some stuff to the boat. And uh, Can we talk about why you're doing stuff to the boat? Do you feel like talking about it or not? I uh, could be bothered talking about it, man. We'll just yeah. talk about it after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that might be way. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we probably should, you know, in that soda, we probably should sort of give um, old mate a bit of a plug. He's been helping you out, eh, with uh, Troy, right? 
Oh, Troy, mean code repairs. Mean um, repairs, not mean code repairs, you mean old repairs. man. Mean repairs. Yeah, Read it properly. There's no code there, right? So don't <laughs> don't be a fool like Vols. It's mean repairs. Okay? <laughs> don't be a fool. Don't use your own tools on your motor. <laughs> Get Troy. <laughs> Get your boy, Troy. Yeah. Get fix your mid. Yeah. To doy. <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah, he'll fix anything, mate. Um, he's a pretty handy mechanic, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's not a champignon. He's a proper champion. He is. He, he's a he's an honest, hardworking dude, um, and he's no surprise he's got a pretty good business. But uh, that's based on good quality service. And he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I, I sent him a text message yesterday and I said, "Hey man, do you remember what fishing's like?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what he sent back, and I quote, "What did it say? What's fishing?" Oh man, that's, that's how good his business is. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's got a pretty, uh, pretty decent shed these days too. He's he's moved locations, same street, um, but a much bigger um, shed. Uh, he's got a lot, lot more stock, um, and he can process a lot more repairs now. So, um, yeah, good dude. Eh? I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. Um, and it's not just it's not just fast service. Um, and and you know good advice life advice yeah yeah the, I, I, I think the um, the value with a lot of a lot of my favourite businesses is is not the price is irrelevant to compared to um, to advice like it, you, it, good advice is literally priceless so you know getting getting the right advice on how to for, in his case set something up um, you know set up your batteries getting the right wiring that sort of thing you know like. Um, it can take you years of, of fucking around to figure that shit out for yourself. But, you know, learning from him um, how to set things up right from the start is is just invaluable. So, um, yeah, I wholeheartedly recommend people all over Australia um, get in contact with Min Repairs, ask for Troy, and... Um, keep him off him the back. water. Keep him off the water. We don't want this guy fishing. Like, Yeah, he's a destroyer. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He is like Barry the Destroyer, you know, COVID Barry, but sort of, <laughs> COVID nineteen inches. Yeah, <laughs> but sort of, you know, like <laughs> obviously a different ethnicity and and body nineteen inch, nine yeah. inch shaft on your Minn Kota motor. I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's keep this. Uh, he's, yeah, he's a good dude. Let's so keep anyway. this clean energy, like wind turbines. So yeah, shout out to Troy. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly, Troy. Uh, the and we're not talking about Greek mythology either, no. right? Yeah, it's a little no known fact. A, is no bringing a no point in bringing a Trojan motor into Troy. You know, get <laughs> your yeah, Minkoto sorted. The Trojan yeah. was a brand of electric motor, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Oh, I didn't know that, eh? Yeah. No, nah, I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, maybe some sort of power tool from Bunnings or something. But yeah, Trojan. He's... His uh, Troy is actually his middle name. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, his real first his name. First is... name Min. Nah, Des. Des Troy. De- yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Des <laughs> yeah, Troy. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Penny just dropped with me champagne. Well done. That's a good one. <laughs> yes. Desmond Troy. I'm starting to go with. What's this about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, deary, deary me. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, there you go, international listeners. A real taste of Australian humour right there. Yeah. This is why we're an island. 
<laughs> Did you know yeah. in the early days people got sent to Australia for jokes like that? <laughs> first Fleet didn't talk about the first first ship. It was about the first rate load of bullshit. That's what it was named after. First class of shit jokes. Um yeah, man. That's uh, no that's good, mate. I think uh, I would have no problem in giving Troy a full hour plug, but we can't because the dude is such a nice guy and so good at his job that you know, along the lines of um, of us telling people to, to to follow the beef, so to speak. You know, Troy yeah. is the beef master when it comes to uh, you know, marine electronics. He is. Yep, and we're hearing hearing from beef him again team. again soon. Actually, I um, uh, through my uh, chats with him, I. I nailed down a few potential topics, which um, we'll firm up later on. So, yeah, uh, it's great to be able to have resources like Des Troy there to um, to to, to, call, <laughs> to call on. <laughs> oh dear, 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 dear! Not only did it not work the first time, but also the second time. Oh yeah, I'll keep going there, mate. Yeah, yeah. we'll literally destroy it. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. So, man, uh, what have you been up to, right? Eh? Uh, just a lot of work, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm going, yeah. I feel like I am I could be at an AA sort of type meeting going, my name's Chris. It's been six weeks since I cast a fly in anger. And um, <laughs> it's pretty, getting pretty bad, you know. Since I've been back from Hinch, I haven't been able to get out. Just been work, 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 work. It's just been keeping up with you, uh, you good people's orders and, and uh, trying my best to sort of Get mm-hmm. things out the same day, and I have been daylight to daylight. Um, that's not right. Sun up to sundown, yeah, and more. Right. Yeah, seven uh-huh. days a week. So uh, hoping to get out. I wouldn't mind getting out this week. It'd be good. Knock back some pretty cool trips. Yeah, from um, all around the place. Just mm-hmm. just so I could get your stuff out, so you could go fishing. It's dedication. Dedication, mate. That's yeah. what I do. I dedicate myself. Oh well, I figured I took a week off. I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, had to, had to throw myself at my work. Have you caught up? Mm, kinda, just about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know you're, you're one of these, um, and I say this with complete respect. You're one of these hyperactive personalities, and that you just can't sit still or rest on your laurels. You're always trying to sharpen that, um, that blade, so to speak, and lift the standards. Um, and uh, I know you got some, some pretty cool projects on the burn, right? Have you ever? Are you writing a uh, a verse for the um, the the anti ADD stigma pamphlet or something like that? Because that sounds like a nice way of saying you have got ADD. Do you mean? Well, the thought has crossed my mind, but it's it's not a bad label to have. You know, you, uh, people say you know hyperactive ADD. Uh, you could also say not lazy, not resting on their laurels. You know. Pushing yeah. boundaries. It's all a matter of perspective, mate. I don't think science can label me properly yet. That's what I think. How do you feel about being unlabeled? I've always wondered about that. Like, how do, I've, I've heard many labels put out. You're not all of them fair. Like, you know, dickhead, angry, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, I, I level people up when they're wrong, you know. So he's not really angry. But so how, um, how do I feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you feel uh, about being labelled? Does that offend you? Like uh, having a uh, pronoun attached? Is not her? really, mate. It's hard. Angry? It's hard. Hard yeah. for people to um, hard for people to make a, a judge on people's personality on anyone or anything based on um, social media. Really, in the, the day, 
I mean, Jesus, it's a, it's a snippet of people's lives that that um that people you know want you to see that people are allowed to make their own opinions based on little input. So, yeah, it doesn't really ruin my ruin my sleep schedule. Yeah, no, no, I was just curious. I just made yeah. it, popped into my head. Chris yeah. being labelled. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about being labelled, mate? You know, like a uh, primate man or or um, yeah. missing link or um, <laughs> I don't know, anything like that. Uh, it doesn't bother me, mate. I've uh, as as far as as far as uh, looks go, I have no ego. <laughs> I got nothing left in the tank, man. My best days were a long time ago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Once you once you've learnt that you can make people, it doesn't really matter anymore, does it? You can make people, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> That's another Is way it... of saying, it, Dad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I was I was going deeper there. I didn't see I didn't see that angle there. Yeah, but um, yeah, dude. So you were yeah. you were going with make or break people like like the Godfather or something? Is that what you mean? Oh, that's a different angle again. I I was actually I was actually thinking about you know literally lifting people up, you know, inspiring them somehow. Like the wind cool. beneath their wings. Yeah, although that's not really me. It's not <laughs> something that I aspire to, other than through the podcast helping people. Get people yeah. connected. Get connected. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah. But anyway, uh the podcast yeah. with dentition. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. It's a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that should be our next pr- promo. We need someone with a deep voice, a deep commanding voice to 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 record that for us. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, pretty disappointing that John Laws has retired and Ray Warren from the from footy, you know, football broadcasting, he's he's retired as well. So you would uh, want you wouldn't want to get Phil Gould to do it. You'd want you'd want someone to take it seriously. Oh, fucking Phil Gould would have lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. We've, uh, yeah, we've got a fiery topic going right from the word go. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had sort of Wayne Bennett? You know, he yeah, the intermediate line, the podcast with dentition. You fuck with. You know, <laughs> something like that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on which Wayne Bennett you're talking about. <laughs> they're, both from, they're both from Queensland. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. Um, mate, I, I came up with a, uh, a bit of an idea for the show because, as you know, like, um, mm. you know, we had a guest lined up, and 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 what has happened to us in the past is that sometimes through circumstances out of each party's control. Yeah. We haven't been able to make it line up, although we've planned it. So sometimes we get left with, um, um, you know, talking to ourselves. And, and as you know, like we talk during the day and we'll go, look, I don't know, man, you give it some thought. And then you go, no, you give it some thought. And then yeah. for some reason, like, you know, like we get into a bad service area and um, the phone disconnects and we don't get to talk to each other till now. I'll tell you what also happens is one of us will get distracted, normally me, and I'll start because I'm hyperactive too. Um, and that inability to focus on one single task at a time, mm. I'll sometimes end up, you know, looking through my emails, and that that'll morph into messages or, or social media. Mm. And something will something will pop up, and I'll go, "Oh, look at this dickhead! You know, <laughs> look, <laughs> look at this fool!" You know, um, and you know, it it's usually. Uh, Usually something little, like it just ticks me off. But yeah, anyway, um, mm, that's how that was a that was a riveting get, story. 
That's how yep. that's how conversations get sidetracked. Unlike tonight's uh, guest, who literally got sidetracked in, in a way and, well, and got got his real axle bogged. Yeah. Bogged, well, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say we, we could uh, we could we could Bill Mitchell this and go well we're not going to get bogged down with that and we would have a double entendre on our hands with that but yeah this time you've explained it in detail yeah our guest was bogged on a remote beach in Western Australia and couldn't make it back to um, to service enough to be able to um yeah, make the show was it a was it a beach or were they like I was under the impression of stuck in some mud up to the back axle was that Pretty right. sure it was the beach. I'm just gonna. Beach. Yeah, right. Cool. Um, um, well, I'm bog, bog badly somewhere on a beach track west of Esperance. So it probably is. It, could, it can't be the beach if it's west of Esperance. Giving a big clue as to who that is. Well, the, em- the emperor. Yeah, the emperor of Esperance has been <laughs> dethroned, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has he? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just looking for alliteration there. Yeah. <laughs> Could be one of those nights we have alliteration and, you know, witty cliches, that sort of thing. Well, but, funny you should mention that because I thought myself, you know, a, a bit of a subject could be um, we could practically break down and debunk some of these uh, some of these fishing cliches. Oh, right. what, do you, what do you think as a bit of a topic here? Oh, let's give it a shot, mate. What, which one have you got there first? Well... Uh, well, before, I will, I'll rip into it first, but you know some of those some of those cliches are, um, well, you know I guess first and first and foremost I should um, I should define cliche, right? Okay, now you probably heard my mouse clicking there. I am not that much of a uh, scholar that I can commit these um, these definitions word for word. You right there, mate? You out in the wind, are you? Me? No. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Just heard a big Sorry. lot of wind in the microphone. Sorry. Don't apologise to me, mate. Breathing out. Sorry, listeners. I was Thank you. Moving the uh, microphone around and listening for Chris to um, to come up with an Oxford Dictionary definition. Of... Oxford is it? Oh, actually, it is an Oxford Dictionary thing. I'm just googling it. Definitions okay. from Oxford Oxford languages. This has come from. I so say the cliche uh, as a noun is a phrase or a pin or an opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that again, a phrase or a pe- or an opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Now, if you keep that in mind with some of these cliches, you'll think you'll find that, uh, you know, like it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting observation to make as a fisherman uh, and as in particular a fly fisherman who needs to be sort of more Johnny on the spot with certain things, which can often mean being more open-minded with, with your thought process. Right. Yeah. So, you know, some of these, I've heard, been on the boat plenty of times, and I've heard these cliches shape people's ways of thinking when they're at a loss for nothing else better to do, you know? And it's um, <clears throat> it, it's pretty interesting to hear that how, how people can be, um, and, you know, I must admit, like, there's been times where, like, when, when you know, you're scrambling for, for reason if things aren't going your way, yeah. Um, that you might you might make these decisions based on these cliches as well. But <laughs> one of the one of the first ones that um, that I thought of was um, the classic, the old classic: "You don't leave fish to find fish." Ooh. All right. Well, that that is uh, that is an interesting one. Um, do you want me to tee off first, or do you, yeah? You why not? not? Yeah. Well, look. First of all, 
cliches are um, sometimes rooted in, uh, sometimes they're rooted, just plain rooted. Sometimes they're yeah. rooted in, uh, in truth. But, you well, know. you should expand on that for our American listeners. He's not cheering for that cliche when he says yeah. that. You it's know? screwed. It's screwed. He's saying it's fucked. Yeah. That's, how, that's yeah. what we call rooted in Australia. Yeah, and thanks for clearing that up too. I sometimes forget we've got a, a large US listenership. So yeah, um, I've got to be culturally yeah. sensitive. So do I. I'm guilty of of not being sensitive, very insensitive to um, to the uh, those Biden loving folk over there. So don't, um, like don't get oh, too deep on yeah. that. Okay. Of country. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, yeah. So. Uh, don't leave fish to find fish. Now, that is an interesting one. Sometimes people use that as a reason uh, not to not to look for something better. Like, you yeah. know, it, uh, so it's pretty contextual in my opinion, Chris. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, like it could be, you know, if if you're if you're on some fish and they're not they're not biting for whatever reason, but you know they're there. Like, um, is moving going to fix that? Like, it, it depends on on why they aren't biting where you are. Well, uh, I, I want to go back a little bit. Well, sorry, keep going, but you go. Yeah, or it, it could literally mean like, you know, if, if you found bait but you, f- you haven't found predators yet, you know, do you do you move it? Do you move basically looking for the predators or what you want to catch? Or um, or is it simply as cold as, um, you know, if it's not happening where you are, like why, you know, why the fuck would it be different anywhere else? You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons that create inertia against a, against a move and sometimes people might use that just a just a cliche to to justify a thought process or a decision tree yeah in in my experience that last explanation is probably the most common you know what Mm. if i leave here what what difference is it going to make and i think to myself what 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 makes people jump to that cliche as a as as a decision make part of the decision making process yeah it can only be not understanding the behavior of the fish really Mm. at the end of the day i mean and and I'm not I'm not looking down on on people in saying that. I mean we all we all have to learn. And, and in saying that, I've been in that position whilst whilst I'm learning. It's not often until I get off the water that I start to look back on stuff and go, oh yeah, of course, you know. But um, that's I guess that becomes a sum of experience there. But yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with it as a, as a rule either. I think it's uh, I think that's dismissing understanding the species when uh, when that happens because um, sure you know like I'm not saying that. You should hang on fish because you found fish. But I mean, I guess it's going to be hard to explain this without a practical example. Like um, some fish react differently to different times of the tide. You know, some fish you could see actively in an area uh, through slack tide, not doing much at all, not being happy at all. And then as soon as the tide changes or runs, they can just turn into a different animal. In that circumstance, there's no point in leaving fish you know, to find to find other fish, you know. I, I would agree with that saying there, but it's not exactly blanket in that respect either, you know. Um, you know, like you could be in a lake and um, and you could be finding, you know, fish that are, are transient and they'll be showing up on your sounder and stuff like that. Yep. They'll they'll never eat, yeah. you know. There could be another part of the lake that, that adds up as to why they would be eating and active that you could be or you could be casting at those fish all the time and uh for for hours and hours and and end up with one you know or none or be netting yeah. someone else's fish <laughs> so, so that's that's an interesting one Here, here's a here's another way to look at it right so if say you're in a lake and and you just find embarrassed women past 
for example. And mm. um, and uh, you go, there's Barris women pass, and you don't you don't make the move because you know, and you and you sorry, you're not catching them. Do you, do you think they're not going to be eating somewhere else, or you know, if you do move and you and they're still not eating where where you went, um, are you going to feel better that you made that extra effort? Like you know, you'd be sitting at home afterwards, scratching your head, analysing. Would you go? Well, I wish I had moved, or wish wish I hadn't have moved. Um, you know, which one, which decision you're going to feel feel better with? So sometimes these cliches are about making us us feel better about what we've done. That's true. Um, mm. I guess on the uh, on the practical side of that, answering that question, you know, like it's uh, it depends. Like we've spoken about on the show before about how you value your time on the water. As in, like, do you do you consider each daily session a separate segment of success or failure or do you consider a season from beginning to end and of multiple sessions a success or a failure which there is your way to decide to measure it do you understand what i mean yeah yeah i agree yep so well that i mean there's there's no way i'm, I'm not i'm not defining which way anyone should assess that right now but what i'm saying is i guess it's just two schools of thought and if you were to apply it to that as far as um you know leaving fish to find fish only to find fish that are even less active to go back to where you originally seen fish and to have them gone you know is is it is it worth you beating yourself up for that or realize that neither of those situations are any good and put your thinking cap on in a less pressure cooker situation and and think there was other options well there you go that that's a positive to come out of making that move and failing is that You've learned from it. You've learned two unsuccessful scenarios. Yeah. So, so you're further down the path to success. Yeah. So you know, I think it's uh, I think it's not a hard and fast rule. Like uh, you don't leave fish to find fish. And I think that if I think if anyone was to use that as part of the de- their decision making, no matter what, staunchly, mm. you know, um, because you're entertained by what you might see of actively feeding fish on the surface or what the TV's telling you. Um, you know, I think that's. I think it's. Um, I think it's a pretty sad part of the decision making process. You know, I think it's. Um, I think that a, a smart angler should look at that cliche as in like um, a, a form of giving up from not understanding the fish's behaviour. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. Because if you understood the fish's behaviour, you know, you would see that you would be able to read and understand that. You know, those fish. Are moving somewhere else as an example and yeah. that's a that's a clue on where to go or those fish uh, are doing what they do during this stage of the tide if I don't move I'll be Johnny on the spot for when they do turn on you know so in both those scenarios which is quite it's not exactly a blanket for all fishing but in those two scenarios and I didn't even mention any species um, but you know like those scenarios could apply to probably a couple of different species um, that would be a matter of understanding the fish as opposed to, you know, not using that cliche, which is a, a not very thought out, unoriginal thing. I'm going to throw another angle at it. All yeah, right. Okay, cool. Let's do so it. This this is a discussion, people. It's not, don't view us as being indecisive. It's trying to, trying oh, to have a what they think, dude. Turn it off if you don't like it. Fuck off. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just, hit it. just hit it, Volsey. Just, just do it, mate. Come on, we're on a roll here, mate. Can you feel the momentum? <laughs> Let's do it. So the, there's also the assumption that um, uh, that is, if it's not happening where you're, you are at the moment, 
but the fish are there. There's the assumption that uh, your presentation is perfect, and then then they're not eating it because they're not turned on. Whereas it oh. could be they're not eating it because you know you're a piece of shit or you've you've misread the situation. You got the wrong fly on. You've used the wrong bucktail. You know. Since in the last 30 seconds, I've heard five deep, deep rabbit holes. But um, <laughs> there's one interesting one that I want to examine out of that. And uh, <laughs> are, you, are you done? Can I bring this up? Not to do with Bucktail. Relax. Oh, right, right. I had my Bucktail <laughs> rant last, last week. No, week before. But, yeah, no, basically I have. Yeah, you take it away, Chris. Go, hit it. The uh, the fly versus the angler argument, yeah. as in, yeah. as in, you know, like, is it worth changing up flies, or is it, or is mm-hmm. it the, is it the drive, the nut behind the wheel, as in, like, the angler? Yeah, yep. That that's the thing. Are we are we up to it? Have we leveled up as as um, as a, as an as an angler? Like, do we um, do we need to? Um, can you hear that? There's a fucking hoon doing a burnout out in the street. Fuck yeah, this. well, mate, given where you live, I'm betting it's a Tirana. It sounded like an old RX um, Mazda. You know, one of those rotary oh, like ones? Rotary, rotary yeah, engine, yeah. yeah. Just revving its ring out. Yeah, is that what he's thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're gone now. Okay. Anyway, um, take yeah, so, north side so, drift. <laughs> 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 we need the mango hill mauler back we had this legendary copper it used to be um you know the ba- the the radio would have their um you know their morning traffic reports and it was like warning people the uh, mango hill mauler's out on anzac avenue again you know it's this famous well infamous traffic copy you know legendary for pulling people over for for very slight um traffic indiscretions you know with the assumption that he's getting his numbers up huh. but you know yeah, I thought the Mango Hill Mauler was a dude who picked up chicks in nightclubs. Who was just known for his aggressive passion style. <laughs> Mauling women, you know. Mauler, the Mauler. Mauler. Ends yeah. up with more foundation on his face than his victims. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, we all know a Mango Hill Mauler, right? Actually, I got this mate. His recently. No. Can't do that on this show, mate. Come on. Come on. Now, this guy, this worth story <laughs> worth telling. He's found himself back on the market, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's turned into the, the Mango Hill mum baller. Anyway, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for another time. <laughs> yeah, he knows who he is. I don't, I don't know if he listens regularly, but, yeah, good on you. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, there's the yeah. assumption that the angler is is not the weak link, is there? So, um you know, yeah. we've we've got to uh, we've got to we've got to look inside, be introspective, going. Have we really got things going on here? You know, maybe that that time which we would have spent moving um, would be better off. You know, uh, uh, having another look. You know, at the situation with a different presentation. Well, removing this this conundrum away. I know we've drifted away from a cliche. Well, it is a bit of a cliche. I can't really put it together in a, a sentence into a, like a, a traditional cliche, so to speak, but. You know, is it the is it the angler or the fly? You know, or you know, I mean, but there's that classic situation of of two schools of thought where people will persist with the single fly, change techniques, uh, speeds, cadences, angles, you know, all that sort of stuff, even fly lines, you know, as in as in floating and sinking and stuff like that, with the same fly, as opposed to people that will consistently clip flies on and off, you know, like a, a, yeah. changing all the time. 
Wh- which one are you? Well, that is a really good question. Um, at different stages of my yeah, we're killing it, man. Fly fishing, fly fishing journey, so to speak. I, I've been all of those. I've been the guy who quickly changed the fly to. More recently, the, the fly is one of the last things I change. Um, and if I do, the, the style of tra- fly mightn't change so much. It'll be the size or the colour, you know. And and you know, as a, as a general rule, if it's if the water's clear and um, or I feel like I'm getting spooking sort of things, I'll look at the, I'll go to smaller, more natural colours. Um, and if they're um, and maybe even slower retrieves from there, and then I'll, I'll change up the retrieve a little bit in speed. Um, so, you know, basically I categorise a presentation on, you know, imitate, irritate or motivate. So, you know, obviously, um, uh, I don't know, you know, each each fly will have, you know, if it's, if it's a shrimp, for example, you know, and I've gone for a highly imitative pattern, um, I'm going to try and fish it like how I imagine a shrimp would would, would be, you know, uh, living in in that scenario, or, or fleeing, or or even you know, um, uh, you know, resting on the bottom. So there's there's that resting sort of thing. shrimp face. Yeah, yeah resting, <laughs> resting shrimp face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the um, that that's food for thought too. I, I sometimes uh, there's been there's been very few occasions where I've changed the leader to a final leader, and and that you know, was successful. Um, you know, normally it's it's the fly or the presentation. Um, the leader is part of that, obviously, but, you know, um, depth is, is something to, to consider and speed of retrieve is, is probably more of a, a factor in a lot of lot of situations too, mate. So, yeah, um, yeah. what do you think? I think, uh, I, well, me personally, I, I'm, I'm the type of person that will stick with the one fly um yep. and uh i feel as though that as an angler for me to understand the species that i'm chasing means that i also have to understand the fly and to understand the fly would mean i'd have to understand the materials no matter who built it you know like whether it was i tied it or i, I bought it off someone else you know i would need that confidence to understand what everything's doing under the water to be able to keep that fly on uh to be confident enough to fish for that species that I'm chasing. The only thing that would make me change, there's two things that would make me change, um, fly. And uh, one is is if I was getting outfished out of the same boat, That by I say boat because it wouldn't matter if I was standing next to someone on the shore, but if I was in the same vicinity as someone fishing the same localised fish, and, uh-huh. and I, would, I wouldn't worry about it if they are on the other side of a lake or a couple of k's down or something like that. Yeah. But if they were the same fish, and and it wouldn't matter if they were fishing conventional or fly, doesn't matter. But if they were getting out fished, and I felt as though my presentation was um, fundamentally different to, to that that presentation. That by that I mean I could have a bait fish on, they could have a shrimp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could have a, a fly that's bouncing on the bottom, they could have one that's on the surface. That different is what I'm getting at. Um, yep. But unless that's that's oh sorry that's the one circumstance or the other one is I can physically see the fish's reaction I can see them reject it yep. you know that that, I, that that needs to happen not not more than it needs to happen a lot more than once for me to to, to change a fly for to get you know to have mm-hmm. a fish rejected because there's been plenty of times I've seen fish reject a fly and then I present to the next one and they've eaten it 
Yep. And so, and yeah. I wouldn't put that down to the fly. I would have put that down to my presentation. You know, yep. whether it's whether it's the sun reflecting off the off the leader as it lands, um, whether it's the sh- uh, shadow that's being cast. It could be could be a million things that I could I could I could observe in that circumstance that would Ooh. make me realize that it's not the fly. It was me. I would have to be. It would for me to change the fly personally. Like um, it would have to be like aggressive rejections in in a few different scenarios that i that i couldn't mm-hmm. i couldn't poke holes in you know like there's one one scenario for a rejection is there's too many holes to poke in it to blame the fly you know yeah you know what i mean yeah so it's um so you see where i'm getting with that it's uh, oh, i do yeah. yeah yeah i know yeah yeah that's exactly the sort of detail i was trying to get you know where where would where would a fly change sit in the list of things to do um you know, in a scenario, uh, something that comes to mind was you and I went bass fishing recently, deep deep fly bass fishing. Um, you know, mate, that'd be a good idea for a vlog, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were using exactly the same lines in weights. They were the um, the uh, the eight weight SA um, uh, I35s. Um, yep. We were both using exactly the same lines, exactly the same leaders uh, and setups, um, uh, and same flies. These guys were pretty much identical. Um, tied available from a co-op, by the way. Yeah, they were axles flies, axle from freehand flies. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one of us was doing pretty well on bigger bass, and one of us was doing <laughs> exceptionally well on uh, on palmers. You know, palm size bass. And, uh, <laughs> one of us has just has a smaller fry pan than the other. That's all it is, man. <laughs> and the only the only logical difference could have been the retrieve. Um, you know, and may I was going to say the bite detection, but um, turns out that, that I was feeling bites all right. You know, obviously these little 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 peckers here were we're getting. Uh, I was pinning them all right, fine, but uh, mm. yeah. Anyway, uh, so it, you know, it probably came down to retrieve, and you pointed out a, a couple of things that I was doing, and, and once I gotten onto it, um, you, you know, with your help and replicated it, sort of finished it the session with that big bust off from uh, some something decent. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, know. exactly. That would be a good vlog, and uh, and what Valtteri's alluding to there is we do have something in the can, so stay tuned. And um, <laughs> yeah, stop buying brushes, and I'll get time to edit it. Okay, relax, you know. But um, um, <laughs> um what's Des that? Troy. Yeah, Des Troy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, so that I mean that circumstance. I mean to to not to to sort of analyze that in a specific scenario. You're not the first person that I fish with that 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 I've seen that I've seen that happen to as well. And it's I mean it's only through learned behavior from myself and repetition that you know I can keep that. You know, I, like anyone who's prepared to listen, I'll tell them this: there is only one vampire bass vampire, one size, one color combo. And uh, and one specific use of, of materials and colors that works, you know. And if and if you can't if you can't get the fish to work on that, well then it's not the fly. There's either no fish or it's your technique. So yes. I can remember I can remember a circumstance um, oh, many years ago. Well, one of the first bass on bass on fly times we were talking about that. Which what year you reckon that was? Maybe 2007 or something like that. Oh, hang on, I'll just get outside and look at the trophy. Oh yeah, you got the you got the second place trophy, right? No, big bass. Oh, yeah. big bass! Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I'm just going out to my trophy room. It's a long walk. It's down the back. Yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, 2007, mate. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, it was 2007, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah it must have been 2008. I, I, I won it again and uh, and got Big Bass. Yeah, that's uh, no big deal. I, I thought we only did it one year. But no, yeah. I, well, I, yeah, the next year was different, and then I think it gave up. That's neither here there. But I'm fishing that. Oh, 2008, that yeah. I, I know why you got that trophy. I wasn't in it. Yeah, <laughs> keep, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Listen to um, us. Listen to us, true. dickheads. Yeah. Very true. You're very yeah. good. Um, mm. <laughs> so that's why I was stoked to beat you that first year. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So I mean, that I was fishing with Vokla at that time, and I mean, Grant Vokla wasn't into it, and like you know, just like you, probably you know, not, not a big, not not exactly gonna you know walk over, you know, other fish to get the to get the bass, so so to speak. But um, so he was losing interest during the day. But I was catching like. 10 to his one and, and he was mm -hmm. clearly getting frustrated and I, and I noticed that he was stripping the fly say argumentatively say six inches and i was stripping it two inches yes so i turned around and said to, to andy you know like we're stripping we're in the same boat he was in my boat and um and same fly same leader same fly line everything mm -hmm. like that um same opportunity but you know getting out fish 10 to one you know um he wouldn't have liked at, that no, he wouldn't like that, and, he, and his interest was waning and waning, and, and like you know, to the point of like, Andy, you, you've got it. You're stripping too much. You got to do this, and yeah, Andy, Andy listened, and then um, gave it a go because I mean, he had no other option but to either have interest in it or chuck his bottom lip out, and um, and yeah, start it started to work. It, it's it, it's interesting for a fish like that, as an example. Without this is not a bass show, but it's a good example. A fish like that that lives in deep water. Deep this fresh water, deep, yeah. deep fresh water, and not clear water. Very, very, very low available light down there, and um, for such a small presentation as well, being a fly compared to sort of like a vibe or a lure or something like Ooh. that, you know, um, that how stripping the fly six inches compared to two inches can mean the difference between you know one fish and thirty fish. That's really interesting. I wonder what the the visibility at those actual depths is like. You know, is is well, it is it simply a matter of that? That's six inches, but if the fish would feel the fly move through that that space, but it can't visually locate it to to hit it because it's gone by the time it feels it again. I think you know. I think I think it like you know like that retrieve works if the fish are chewing the heads off, and it works <laughs> if the fish are shut down as well. And I think that um, I think that in the circumstance that when they when they're shut down, like it's probably the best indicator um to use this species again and this scenario as an example for for all some all types of um fishing where you would select not mm. change the fly over over angler technique i think that that particular scenario um those fish aren't using much of the available light as one of their primary senses they're probably using feel and i think that if you pull it too far out of their way they lose interest you know or yeah. they, or they see it as too much of a risk to pursue but if it's moving a couple mm. inches and it and it stops well within their range of detection um they'll follow it to the point where they'll eventually eat it you know that makes sense what, yeah you know that's what i think so like it's um you got to be very careful not to pull it out of their face in that circumstance you know but um yeah it's it's just very interesting and, it's a, and that scenario is a very good example of that i reckon sure uh, is bar is a bar is another sample of that but i mean like also you know, to get out of the freshwater in that respect as well. Like, um, I when I was talking about the the tide change, I I, I mean, there's a couple of fish I can think of like that, but my mind instantly went to um, schools of, of um of mac tuna in Morton Bay. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like um, sometimes you see them. Like in my and again, this is my own theory, but 
I see them as a, as being that pelagic fish that's not going to sit on the bottom and sit still while it's not eating. And I think that to conserve energy when they're not eating, they, they will keep bait in an area where they want it and um, for when they're ready to feed. Like, they'll keep bait balled up. And they'll be, and to me, like they're pretty obviously dark colored then. And, and, and through, you know, just those times in the water where nothing, nothing's happened. I just, I nickname them Blackback Max, just mucking, mucking around. Um, because I just, I know they're unlikely to eat. And then at some stage of the tide, their, their feeding pattern change, changes into a big long bulldozer and they go aqua green and they'll eat anything that's right, in front of yeah. their face. You know? So, you know, in that circumstance, you wouldn't change the fly either. You know? Yeah, yeah. Fly change would be um, well. You know what they're eating, right? The bait yeah. doesn't change. So, yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting thing. And and uh, through years of, of fishing in in tuna comps, it was amazing. Or even not just comps, but just talking to people who are out on the same day in the same conditions. You know, the number of times ago I didn't catch anything till ten o'clock or, or whatever. And then, yeah, you know what? That's exactly when we found them. I mean, you know, you're in a different area. Like, you know, one one of them was. One time, I'm thinking it was with Kim. You know, we were we were down off Karamundi. He was off Coolum. You know, 15, 20 kilometres apart, and we we had exactly the same, you know, um, observation about when the fish came on the bite. They were just being pricks before that, and then suddenly a, a, a switch was thrown, and you know, we, they were all eating all of a sudden. You know, so did was there a correlation that you guys could observe that would be something that you could um like a repeat not, like a tide not change one, not one that i i could make um no doubt you know kim with his with his greater years of experience might might have had some theory but i i didn't um um and i'm also of the opinion that you know the more time i spend out there the more questions i have the more little things you observe and the less you actually know if you know mm. what I mean. the, the more you know the less you know the, well, the, the more, thing the is, more that, you see, the less you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like it, that, that that's where fishing diaries come into it, I guess, isn't it? You know, like, and, and I'm really guilty of, of being very lazy, although I would love to aspire to be staunch and, and vigilant in regards to having a fishing diary. Because yeah. in that scenario, like you said there, I'd love to learn uh, whether it was either tide, uh, air pressure, uh, wind direction change, um, uh, saluna, um, anything like light, that. You know? Ambient light ambient yeah, light like, yeah exactly yeah. but i mean to have that sort of um level of hive mentality that it's not just your school but it's also a school 20 k's away you know um you know i mean that that would be that would be pretty interesting you know but i think all those factors in there would be worth observing and and diarizing uh but i just think here's that, the thing you know like might take you five ten years or whatever to build a database all right but just say you at ten years in, for, you've start noticing something weird, like that you weren't observing five or ten years ago uh, previously. Then, you know, suddenly your data set earlier is sort of meaningless. Well, not um, really. It's it. Well, yeah. You well. It yeah. In a way, I agree. It is because potentially those fish aren't following the pattern that you've observed, and you can't repeat it later on. Because mm. potentially we're not being species specific here, but hypothetically the fish that 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 may be in that scenario could be adapting to uh a new um uh a new chain i don't know i'm trying to think of it, a, new, a new factor a new a new consideration you know like it could be you know they could have pumped the mouth of the river or something like that and it could be a new water flow or it could be you know mm. it could be fish that are being hammered up on uh, on the flats by nets that they don't go up there anymore i mean so those observations from 10 years ago might not be applicable to now that's if you're flat out chasing that species. 
not so much chasing that species how you want to, if you know what I mean. You know, if you're going to be um, diarising and observing the species, well, that's different mm. to um, to diarising and observing the species based on the type of fishing that you want to do. Yeah. Make, make a difference, you know what I mean? See what I'm saying? It, yeah, I do. And I think a, a diary is at, at its most effective when there's, um, you know, a set of controlled variables, so to speak. You know, beyond that, you, you sort of... It's always a worthwhile, worthwhile um, exercise. But you know, like it, I'm never going to use a, a diary to tell me not to go fishing unless it's northerly wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think. Well, that, I mean, geez, a lot of this comes back to the to the um, to to the donut, really. You know, which we which yeah. no one the, the scourge of the donut, but it's it's something to not be it's afraid sort of. of. I, I say it on yeah, so many shows. It's sort of t- <laughs> that's correct, and it. You do say it on a lot of shows, and and you're you're 100 correct about the scourge of the donut, and and you know learning, and that there's another cliche we always throw out there. Every day's a school day. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny yeah. that 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 is that definitely does fall under the cat the definition of a of a cliche, but and I'm going to get back to that thing, but and it does it does it it is overused and. It, and it and it betrays a lack of original thought, for sure. But it does promote original thought. So yeah, it does, doesn't it? It, it, it does. does promote that. It um, it creates you know clear and um, clear and um, investigative investigative thought. To be honest, you know, like you've um, you you've got to you've got to look for the lesson there sometimes. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. You certainly do, um, and that's and that's. I guess that's what we say. So we're on to our next cliche then, which I didn't know we were going to do. That's a good one. Yeah, it was good. good, good <laughs> Their own cliches. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. here's me before the show looking for cliches that fishermen use and not realizing that we we use them a lot on the show. Podcast yeah. cliches, um, but that's a good one, eh? Because every day is a school day. We say it a lot, and we've never really expand on that a lot but i mean we started to expand on it before we before you brought it up because diarising is a, a classic scenario like that really. it, it did sort of lead into it organically didn't it you know mm. and um and the value of diaries like you know um once again i for the my the the argument i'm presenting is for the sake of discussion you know mm. um you know i'm just sort of trying to make an argument for and against of of diaries um you know, for, for me, I, I don't keep a, a, a diary as such written down. I try to memorise as much as I can in my head. Um, uh, but, um, you know, like, like I said, I, if I, the more I have a diary and form, um, you know, firm structure around patterns or attempt to, the less likely I am to have the critical and analytical thought that leads to true progress. So, yeah, you know, yeah. And <laughs> well, I mean, that depends on how you apply that, apply your um, observations, though, you know. I mean, if you're only looking for patterns to repeat, well, then you will, you know. But if you're, but this is why, this is why I promote donuts are healthy, you know, because if you can, if you can go out, like the value of spending time on the water, just that time on the water and, uh, and, and not having a result. Mm. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it actually is, is adding up to, um, to more consistent results you know it might not seem like at the time no one likes it and as much as as, as like i try to sort of embrace that mentality of of a donut is is essential yeah i fucking hate them 
they suck shit, you know, like it's, uh, mm. you know, but I would love to go and, and, and bag out every time I go, but I'd still definitely in, in, embrace that donut. Sometimes I've, I've <laughs> there's been times that like, um, like this year for Jewfish, for example, it's just been such a freak year. I'm lucky that I share the opinion with some pretty good fish shows of the place that I fished at this year is just shit because I can't piece the donuts together this year. It's ridiculous. Mm. And, um, it is what it is, but you know, so getting back to what you're saying there, like it depends on like how you, how you read your dot diarized results. Um, you know, you're right. If you were going to go back to it and go, well, this is what I did at this point. Um, how are you to know that there's not greener pastures on the other side of the fence? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's that. Or it could be as simple as, well, let's use Jewfish as an example. You know, you started, start say I started doing my diary last year. I was concentrating on on measurables, water temperature, um, moon phase, um, maybe even something like, you know, turbidity, like how much visibility is in the water. And then, you know, after a couple of years, I realised that, well, maybe it's, maybe it's another factor like, you know, the amount of bait or the type of bait or the boat traffic or, you know, you know, something like that. And then, you know, some of those, so the effort you've gone to in, in constructing that data set, missing those factors that you've now decided are, are important, um, you know, it could, you know, it might, mightn't be, mightn't have been worth the time investment. I'm not going to argue yes or no, but I'm just sort of trying to present a discussion point on it. Well, I don't think that it'd be wise to go out just to fill your diary, you know? Is it? But you just said... You no, know, I, I think I think that um, you should always go out to go and catch fish and, and and try and put together a plan with the intention of, you know, hopefully targeting a species or, or, a, or a group of species on purpose. But yeah. if it doesn't pan out, you know, like those, that, like, which often happens... You know, you you got to be able to make most of that time, and the best way you can do that is is if you mm -hmm. can go out there and you diarize a series of measurable events, and you donut, and then you go back and you try and change those events, and and then you donut, and then you go out and you do really well, and then it's a series of different measurable events, you do really well, and you go back out and you donut, and you go, oh, hang on a minute, that was the same moon phase, water temperature, tide, <laughs> everything that I didn't score last time, you know. And you would, and you still wouldn't stop yourself from fishing at that time. I mean, this yeah. is something that's a, a long-term plan. You might go another four or five times before you recognise a pattern. You go, you know what? Those northerlies are definitely fucked. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore because every time I go, it's not working out. Yeah, obviously that's a call back to different shows as you've already made this show. But you make, yeah. you see my point. You know, that's that's how I would yeah. envisage a, a diary to work to the best of its well, um, ability. I can see where you're coming from. You, you, in in effect, in to put this in gourmet gourmand sort of sort of terms, you, you're trying to make a a a, pal, a a donut more palatable, you know. And yeah, I'm trying to try yeah, keep sorry, keep, mate. keeping your head, you know, keeping your mental game on point and rational. You know, you're rationalising where where you're at with um with the donuts, but also uh, you know keeping some some sort of level of consistent analytical thought about what you're doing, right? So yeah. So here, here's another one, man. In in that case, you know, where you've gone out, you know, rightly or wrongly, you've gone out positively, attacked all your variables, you, you tried to look how to make all this work, but you still catch nothing, but you're happy about catching nothing because, you know, every day is a school day and, well, you know, I, you get 
<laughs> more pieces. I can't say that. I can't say you'd be happy about it, but yeah. but is is that bad day fishing better than your your best day at work? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of show to fill here, Valti. I think um, we don't want to. We don't want to. Um, we have to ch- change our dax yet, you know. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does kind of roll in together though, because um, what you're doing, if you're saying that you know a good day, a good day's a bad day of fishing is better than a good day at work, is your um, you're valuing results. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, like you, you might be valuing valuing the wrong results, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that don't lead to any sort of um, um, continuity to your results. If you know what I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of like a um, a negative pathway to you know to 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 consistency. Because I because I guarantee you, hey, like it, the guys that there are guys that. They will will fish less and catch and 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 get better results than those that are out there all the time, and and people there's no such things as as freak fishermen like that. I mean, I get that name gets thrown around a lot. There's good fishermen, and what makes a good fisherman is time on the water. And there's no substitute for that. You know, you could get a combination of good fishermen who have spent time on the water and have uh-huh. knowledge of their gear, tackle whether it be rods, reels, lines flies lures whatever nets bait it doesn't matter what you know what your what your party is in that respect and yeah what sorry i just said said sorry keep going are you recording <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we've got good you're you're attacking the notion of uh of what you know lucky i'm intending just i'm intending just to rock up and expect like putting the value on that one day and expecting results and then getting disappointed yeah. You know, it, it again comes back down to what we spoke at the beginning of the show, what you what you consider success or failure in relation to a time frame. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. You know what what is success? Well, you know, catching that that fish you've aimed for, aimed to catch over, you know, many many years. For example, you've caught it finally. You know, was you can consider that scenario success? But no. You know, I wouldn't. I'd say do it again, and if you could do it again, you know you might be might be staring down the barrel of of a pattern. If you can crack mm. a pattern and then make that happen, and then go and make it happen on purpose, you know another another ten times, then that's a success. Yeah, that's that that's the beginning of starting to know success. You know, because I mean that, and if that happened, that happened. Because look at it this way, you know, like I I might have mentioned this in another show. But I got my eye on a new spot, uh, and a salt water spot, and um, and and oh, really? ha- yeah, I won't, I'm not going to talk about where it is or even give a clue of it. But uh, but like, it's What's a little speaking? bit daunting. Doesn't matter. It's a little bit daunting about, you know, trying to trying to understand that place, mm-hmm. because, you know, like like September for example only comes around once a year, and what happens in September there will be different to what happens in uh, August. And will be different to what happens in October. Like September is a really pivotal month, but it could potentially be the best month for that. You know, so then in salt water, I got the variable of um, of tides as well. You know, like in, uh, and and moon phases, which are related, obviously. 
but you know, like I might only be able to, um, I might only be able to fish, like a, uh, like that optimum tide, like say low tide at nine o'clock in the morning, um, around a, a, a new moon, twice a month. You know, that that one phase twice a month. If I can't make those two times, I can only learn from that one time. And if I was to look at that at that one time as as a point where I needed to test my results because I figured that that was the most optimal time, then I have to wait till next September to fish those tides. And if I can't do those two tides in that month again, then I got to wait till the next year. Either that, or I got to pool information with, with other people, you know, who, who other people are spending time on the water, you know. And and I don't want to talk about that spot. So I mean, it's pretty daunting to sort of um to to figure that to figure that out. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it is. Do you, do you ever yeah. get frust- frustrated that at the thought of you know like you've got it nailed down in you know theoretically in this scenario you're you're considering you know two or three tides per cycle per you know per one month per year so mm. you know that that September one like do you ever get frustrated thinking you know these fish have to live in the water you know twenty four seven three six five. Like, where are they the rest of the time? What are they fucking eating the rest of the time? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. Does that eat away at you? No, because I've heard people talk about that in lakes too. You know, like like people call uh, Lake Barramundi easy because where else are they going to go? Well, my friend, I, I would love to put you blindfolded out in the middle of Lake Awonga and go find them uh-huh. <laughs> as an example. You know, it's yeah. um, they're, they're so, not just because you know the body of water they're in is is a matter of like you know a, a 20 minute traverse at full noise it's a big body of water uh, sorry i should let you expand on that no no, no. I, mean, I like the direction you're going i guess i guess we can revisit that but i, I think one of the where, where i was going was like part of the attraction and the allure of, of fishing and you know the ocean in general is this so much we don't know i want to find it out and i guess that journey is the important bit but um you know, part of it, you know, is where are these fish? You know, we're only seeing them a fraction of the time or we're trying to feed them a fraction of the time. What are they doing the rest of the time? Wouldn't it be great if you could, you know, know, for example, through through your hard work, you could discover, well, you know, at this stage of the tide, this fish is going to be, you know, in over here doing that and it's going to be eating this and you can catch it doing that. And then, you know, next tides rising or whatever you know what i mean like different stages of the tide it's up here doing that doing this you can catch it using another technique etc etc you know what i mean like that that to me is a true understanding and and mastery of a of a um of a of a target species i I agree but i think it'd be easy to get caught up in the vastness of of what's going on there and i think also you need to be fair on yourself as an angler to sort of um give yourself a small part of a body of water to to thoroughly investigate and and move point. and move on, you know. Like I mean, it's it's too easy. It's very easy to be overwhelmed by um, I should be over here or or like you know or something like that. I mean, what you're what you, you weren't saying, but what you reminded me of. I used to fish with a friend who used to be obsessed with what other people were doing in their boat. Yeah. They used to piss me off. Like and to that's, the point where that's I st- an insecurity. Well, well. And that, well, I know that's not what you're saying, but that's what it reminds me of. Like to be, be to be wondering if you're in the right spot, or to be, or to be um, can, um, frustrated with the fact that they live in the water 24/7. They could be anywhere. Yeah. You know, like I mean, that comes back to kind of what we've been saying the whole time is like being 
being uh, fair on yourself with the results and not beating yourself up with a donut or also valuing the time period of, of your success as opposed to you measure it in a day or do you measure it in five years, you know? So, I mean, if you're going to measure it in five years, well, then you would give yourself the opportunity to um, to explore a small portion of water thoroughly and rule it out, you know, yeah. or, or um, and, and that's a donut right there. But to take away that from a positive, you should be happy that, okay, I've explored that body of water. I've done, I've been to this same spot at this same start, same stage of the tide for the last time, every time, at this time, every, every time for the last five years and nothing's happened. Uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure I can rule this out, you know? And I'm not saying you should anchor up in the one spot um, like that that day of the same day every year and yep. just, just sit there and wait. It's a matter of just going to have a look, you know? Go, yeah. Just go and have a look, you know? Give it give it, give it, it 20 minutes, give it half an hour. Use your sounder, like um, be observant, like uh, put the rods away, you know, or something like that, you know? There's, uh, there's, there's so many ways you could look at it. But that's, I guess that's the way... I would be fair on myself in that respect, if you know what I'm saying. So scientists talk about a thing called the null hypothesis. That's like, you've heard of that, right? No, I have not. Okay, so when, you know, the negative is true. So that doesn't work, all right? So that, how many times do you, you know, how how many times does something not have to work to be statistically significant in your opinion? Like, you know, how many times would you repeat an unsuccessful pattern before saying, hey, that... That's pretty fucked. Like what? What, uh, would, what would Chris Adams do? Nah, it, it, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's it, it. Probably from the first time, you know. But I would like to. I. I would. Well, that's not what you're saying. I would. I would it be depends, interested. I would. Yeah. I would be interested to see if I. I could have a nil result again from the same area more than once. Let's put it that way. I don't. I don't think I could Ooh. rule a place out after the first time. But I could definitely pass judgment on it being the first time, and I just like to say, well, let's go and have a look again. You know, um, yeah. obviously times are a premium. The older we get, that's for sure. Tell um, me about it, man. You know, but yeah, but all, I mean, we're all running out of summers, if you know what I mean. You know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But it's just that's um, that's the, that's just time. Time on the water is is king. It really is, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it's not easy either. You know, but um, I yep. mean, because what everything we're saying is affording time on the water. Like to go back to see a place just to see that it didn't have any fish again. I mean, you don't want to be stupid about it. You're not going to like, um, you know, get your get your fly box ready and and rig up all your lines and then hop over the neighbor's fence and try and fish their pool. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I guess I guess the point is, you know, like you you said, to prove the opposite, like the positive hypothesis, like the. Um, you know, you had to allow yourself, a, a, you know, a, a realistic amount of time, you know, um, to, yeah. to, to judge, judge success over. So I'm just wondering whether, you know, the inverse is true or not. Well, so, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go to a spot in the morning, see no fish, and go back at lunchtime and go, oh, no fish, all this place is stuffed, you know? Yeah, I guess it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty contextual and, you know, we're looking for a, a black and white answer for a shades of grey problem, you know? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool, man. That's cool. I know it's one of your favourite movies, Shades of Grey. Um, I, like, I haven't I like, seen it. What's it about? I don't know. So anyway, the um, I like how this is this is going. We're sort of discussing in a non-aggressive way, uh, constructively. That you know, looking at things from different angles, and hope, hopefully, this is striking a chord with, with some listeners' thought processes and getting into the nitty gritty. I, I know it's um, something I never really spoke about. So I'm enjoy bouncing off your ideas here, man. It's good. 
you know, it does it does eat up a lot of the cliches I sort of had planned already with this sort of stuff. But um, um, one, there's, there's, I, well, I got I got another one first. Please, oh, well, if you don't mind, of course, there, Vols. No, no, you go for it, mate. Yeah. Uh, the old, um, and this doesn't necessarily just apply to fly fishing, this is fishing in general. You should have been here yesterday. <laughs> well, 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 have we? Uh, I've heard that so many times, eh? You should have been yeah. here yesterday. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, what do you yeah. say to that? How do you, how do you over, do you attack it scientifically? You go, what, uh, what was I different hear, about yesterday? Or if, if I'm at a boat ramp or a caravan yeah. park and I hear you should have. I get my hands to my ears as quickly as possible, and yeah, no, 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 and I just run away because <laughs> one thing, <laughs> one thing I can't stand, which which I used to be subject to, was what I call caravan talk, caravan park talk, and that is, yeah. that is someone who's you've just met acting as an authority about about something that they've caught, and to further that example with with my scenario, where I used to be subject to it, I can remember going to Lake Awonga in the early days like in the for me in the early days which was like around 2000 2001 or something like that I'd go there with my me, me mate who knew nothing as well yeah and we'd be we'd be we'd be we'd be in on the bank not not fishing at the premium time listening to mm-hmm. Earl and Merle the grey nomads who went around Australia talk about Earl how she caught this meter 20 barramundi out the red boy out in the middle just trolling a halco crazy deep or something like that and we're like it's just in your head. You're like you're fishing these mm-hmm. bays, and you're going like six hours without a nudge, and then you're like, "Oh, but they caught one over there," you know. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it's a real, it's a real novice move to be, to be sort of, um, you know, trying to replicate results from someone who has not got consistency either. And it's really, um, it's really poor form for those people. But I mean, like, I'm just not. You can't blame people for not being stoked in it, but like when you get, you just have to judge that personally for yourself. When someone's like, "Yeah, mate, killed it, got yeah. meter twenty, trolling a lure out near the red boy," you know, cool yeah. man, cool story. Like you, you, you got to be polite and listening to them stuff. But you, that's that caravan talk of you should have been <laughs> here yesterday. It's it can be the detriment to an to an open mindset, which can just in itself just kill your whole trip. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever wonder if? Is- that caravan talk is sometimes comes from a particular kind of person, like a personality trait. And yeah, um, yeah, I'll, hear me out here. I, as a child, we used to um, we lived out in central West Queensland. We come down to um, you know the Sunshine Coast and and Harvey Bay, even Yapoon for holidays. And you know, quite often we'd stay in camping grounds, caravan parks, that sort of thing. And um, and you know, I remember early on this um, this guy. Uh, came over and, and started talking to us. Uh, you know, he's in the caravan park and, and he, you know, he's telling us, took us under our wing, felt like he was taking us under our wing. And and um, anyway, and he said, oh, you got to go here, use that bait. Well, wow, this guy's really helpful. And, you know, my dad, who's, a, who's an accountant, he was sort of like, you know, listening to this guy, soaked up the information and then, you know, the guy left and dad was like, we're going to do the opposite to what that guy is. I said, really? Why? I said, well, you know, he said a couple of things, didn't add up. But he goes, what you got there is someone who called Uncle Dickhead. I said, really? What's his? Because he's my <laughs> uncle. He goes, no, no, he wants you to feel familiar familiar with him like he's your uncle. But he's, you know, he's just a dickhead and um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And, you know, the next morning we went out and 
we did pretty much what the guy said not to do. We used, you know, yabbies when he said to use worms and, you know, we fished in the morning and he said, you know, morning is suck and we cleaned up. And um, and it was sort of, uh, yeah, it sort of stuck with me, you know, because dad, dad loves a story about Uncle Dickhead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was, a, that was my first exposure to caravan talk. And, um, yeah, yeah, sometimes uh, I guess the take-home for for people you know from from your analogy and my story was was probably you know you gotta you gotta trust what you know well yeah, yeah. and and it is daunting and it sucks too it's like uh yeah. to to come around from that you know because it means that you got to do the, the work yourself and it can be it can be overwhelming and it can mean <laughs> that you're risking the dreaded donut again and again i know there's a lot of this stuff ties in together but you know like you're only going to be able to let that caravan park talk go if you don't put so much emphasis on 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 um, tangible results, you know, by that I mean a photo, you know, or something like that, or fish in the bucket, you know, like it's yeah, and and it, uh, it feels awkward to say because you want everyone to be able to go out and spend that one day they've got a week or whatever to to go and yeah, we I'd like people to listen to this show and be able to improve their fishing, and here I am telling them, you know, you should be going out and being happy not to catch anything. It's not really what I mean, you know, I yeah. guess. I guess what I, what I mean is that once you're happy to to you know to to accept the result based on you learning, like mm-hmm. it's all adding up to greater success shortly. If you know what I'm saying, you know, um, because one thing that's not going to give you success is being told where to go, shown where to go, um, and uh, you know you might be able to replicate Uncle D- Uncle Dickhead's results, but <laughs> yeah, one day. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough one, eh? It's um, I just I just can't I can't take people's advice um, about a certain area or a certain type of fishing and until mm. you know they know why they've done it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, and most so, sorry, I, I, like sorry. Let yeah. me just expand that a little bit more. The people that can give you advice on on how they did it themselves, you'll find. Well, in my experience, aren't the ones to tell you that they caught it on the red boy? Be there and do this with this lure and go past there. Sure, they, yep. they can't do that. One of one of my one of my greatest mentors in fishing we've had on the show is Trevor Burgess because mm. empowerment barrel fishing is a is a place that I I couldn't put a lot of value on a donut because I used to travel for it. I've got mm. to travel a minimum of two hours to my nearest empowerment barramundi empowerment. Um, five hours to where I used to fish with Trev, the idea of going fishing and being happy with not catching anything was, was a tough pill to fucking swallow, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like yeah. So, I mean, there'd be plenty of times I'd be, you know, metaphorically on my knees going, just tell me where to go and what to use. Please, I've got to go home tomorrow. And they can't. In, in, all, sin- in all sincerity, they can't. And and you as the angler need to, need to be able to interpret the information you've been given that you've actually been given gold but if you're expecting to be told where to go and what to do and what to use you know where to be at this exact time it it's a it's a it's a recipe for failure it really is it's a recipe for um long-term failure if you know what i'm saying you know yeah um, you know so, so so like um there's another dude who, who lives in brisbane and i don't want to say his name because he's that cagey about it but a lot of he does give a lot of people advice and he does steer away from putting stuff up on the internet because of because of giving people that advice and he's told me that when he does give people advice and he's talking 
like in situations like you know like where you could you could understand this, giving clues to being able to understand the species himself yourself it's mm-hmm. actually gold what he's telling you but because he's not saying go there and use this people think that he's being rude so he doesn't do, he just doesn't do it anymore so the fear of, of being rude has stopped him from sharing his results online and stuff like that and um yeah. you know he's more than content to be catching the fish by himself i guarantee I, you that i know i know who you're talking about um, yeah yeah and you're right you, every time you give people the uh, the advice go here and do that and they fail um you know you you do look like a dick um and uh you know the best i'm, I'm just thinking about uncle dickhead here the uncle dickhead scenario or the red boy scenario the one you're talking about you know if that if that a company if that sorry advice is accompanied about why you know you'd go to the red the red drum or you know fish fish worms not yabbies or whatever for example like uncle dickhead did mm. you know you, you, the, you need to know the whys and the theory behind it um before you accept you know the the what's if for want of a better word yeah you know, yeah there's more there's more story to it than than just the what you need the when, where, how, why as well. They go with it, you know, because that that red boy might only work at a certain time of the, the day, for example. Mm. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's it's some, it's, a, it's all part of the bigger picture, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, uh, you know, I, I keep saying it, but a lot of this stuff keeps tying in from what we've talked about this whole whole episode here because you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you would only go to that red boy if, if your only research and exposure to that species was that person telling you to go there. If you had the time on the water or, and spent the time off, off water to research or um, gather pooled information from, from other people who have got actual results or following the beef, mm. you know, then, then you would have an understanding of that species and you could add up what's happening individually on that particular day around you know what's led up to that day what's happening on that day and be able to make that decision to be at a certain place at a certain time that's a situation that could either go because uh, it's new could either be a donut or could be success but one thing's for sure that if, if you have added all that up yourself and put it together and still mm. made a mistake you that you would be able to go away from that and and tune those the sum of those um uh, the sum of the details that have made you made that decision and tweak it a bit to make a different decision. And if you get success from that, then you know why it's happened. You've got a greater chance of of of, um, of repeating that instead of just going to the red boy based on Earl's uh, information or Uncle Dickhead's information. Yeah. Because you get you might go the next day and and skunk and go. Well, I don't understand. There's the red boy, and I'm using the lure that he that they suggested. What's going on? I'll come back the next day. I'll do the same thing. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing might happen for another six months. Like that fish could have been, if that's their only fish they've ever caught because they've traveled from uh, Esperance after getting bogged in a, in a bush track out there, you know, yeah. for, their, for their once a year holiday, but they've stuck their chest out like it's gospel. Uh-huh. It's, it's not very fair, you know, like, so, you know, that's that caravan talk right there that, uh, you know, you've got to decipher as, as an angler as, as part, of, part of your learning process. All right. Now I've got a, a little unplanned side side track here, like that sure. bush track. Yep. Yeah, played play, play nicely here. Okay, guided angling, you know, guided fishing, I should say. Yep. Um, do you think um, 
uh, guides who go into the the, gu- the guided experience where they go beyond uh, the what, you know, like going to the red boy, or do, do you think, you know, a guide should be explaining the when, where, hows, you know, the, the other peripheral bits about it? Where does the guided experience begin and, and end, in your opinion? Well... I'll, I'll go about answering that question with just a little bit of um, a little bit of prep there. I guess that comes down to the onus has got to be on the on the client there, you know. With that, uh-huh. um, if you know if you're going to book a book a guide and and just uh, assume that they're going to be either column A or column B to whatever suits you, yeah. uh, you know, well then the onus is on you if you're expecting column A and you get column B, you know, really at the end of the day. So to answer your question though. Um, I I like talking to successful anglers, you know, and um, yes. and if if my, if my guide is going to offer insights and thought processes based off their time on the water, well, you know, I, like that. You'd there's be nothing not to uptake them. Sorry, you'd be foolish not to uptake them. Well, it's generally like you know explaining why you are in a place where you are, you know, um, uh-huh. and. And that can either be a sum of um, of of stories of experience, or this happened here with this client and stuff like that, to the point of why why are we here? Well, it's this 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 and this, and you know, would would it be the same here at a different tide or or a different weather system? Or you know, I, I like bouncing questions off like like that. Yeah. I don't fish with a lot of guides, man. Like it's um, you know, I fished with Dave the other week, but before that, you know, I was talking to Dave. I think it was. 2003 i was on the manta ray you know that was the last time i fished yeah. with a guide you know aside from the guides in christmas island but even talking to guys like tanaki who's, who's sadly not with us anymore you know like mm-hmm. i mean that guy was awesome in explaining that and i used to you know used to walk next to the dude all day which many people have not, not once did he ever seem disinterested in, in answering any question that i had in regards yeah. to that and i and like i would I got to the point where some days I was just like, um, I better not ask anymore. <laughs> but I was just a sponge in, into this. And I got, no, you know, it's not my local. It's just, just an interesting thing. But how good you know, is it, though? You know, you're a, you know you're as annoy, annoying as fuck with your questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like to know why. And, I'll, and, and either, I'll either find out why or prove to you that you don't know why. That's for sure. It's, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. Yeah, but you know, like yeah, so I'm I lean towards a guide who likes to explain the reason why we're there because, at the end of the day, I like how a guide can fish vicariously through you, but yes. at the same time, I'm very much in control as the angler as well, and I like to be, I like to be confident to stay in an area if nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah. so many ways I could look at this, but um, um, yeah, yeah you're right. So I'm just going to try and bail you here. Do you think um, there's a lot... four doors in front of me then. I was just seeing which one to open. Oh, okay. Well, you go. I, I no, mean... no, you go. You go, mate. You're right. You're all good. Well, you... do you think the, the guided experience um, can be so much more richer than just the go here and cast this sort of thing? You know, like there's a lot more learning to be done for those with an inquisitive and open mind. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. most guys probably pick their clients like that too, and they probably wonder like, this guy's just out to see the sunset and get a bottle of beer yeah. and a you know packet of chips, you know. But um, but then some some guys are just you know chewing their lip off just to, to catch fish, you know. So yeah. it's um, 
yeah, so you know, I think a good guide can probably pick a pick their customer as to what you know what to expand on there. But you know, I don't think I don't think many people would if if that was their goal to 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 get some feedback off a guide. You're generally not going to throw a dart at the yellow pages and and then pick that guide and expect to get those results. You're going to know what that guide's yeah. capable of, you know. Particularly if you follow the beef, you know. Yeah. Do, do your due diligence, and uh, there's another overused one. Um, yeah, and uh, have a look at you know what they've been doing, how they go about it, you know, referrals and that sort of thing. Um, I've got another unplanned question for you, and it's sort of like a part B to this. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of online fishing courses available these days. You know, um, I'm not I'm not going to throw names around just for, for no other reason than you know we all know there's there's you know there's it doesn't, it three, doesn't matter yeah, yeah three or four barrel ones yeah but that that's not the point is yeah. who's saying, saying what that the content matters just the the essence of them. how do you how do you feel about about those mate you know. Well, I think those dudes have got a, a, a business angle and they've got a business to run and they yep. need to be able to, they wouldn't survive if they didn't provide a service, you know. Yep. Um, so there's obviously that service there for people that may not have access to friends or time on the water to uh, be able to um, make their own decision. They're probably pretty pe- yep. pretty thirsty to be able to make their own decisions and just need a direction. So I think have, that I think it's a good thing, you know. Yep. Have you ever seen any of the course material for one of these sort of things? I have not, no. No, yeah, same here. So um, how would you evaluate the, um, you know, the relative strength of those course materials? Like, um, you know, how transferable it is, how many scenarios it it skills you up at, you know, like that sort of thing. Uh, How many, you know, use your sounder type things, giving giving you hints and, and tips. Like how do you, how would you as a as a potential paying client evaluate which one to do or or you know which one gave you the best value? Well, I think you know I mean all those courses are quite species specific. Um, when you yep. talk about throw sounders in there, then then you start to talk about you know technicalities of, of gear. You know some of those guys that do on water huh. on water courses for the, for the sounder setups and things like that. Yep. Um, Look, it's it's hard to val- hard to value them or or be in a position where people are listening for advice to to recommend or or not recommend them without looking at the syllabus, so to speak, you know. But I think at the end of the day, what people could expect is is, and I'm really talking out of school with this, you know. Excuse the pun, but it, uh, it's it's tough without seeing who's offering what, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. You, uh, someone who's going to make the decision where they should do one of those courses should a follow the beef, go yeah. and have a look at them, like, um, and and b expect to come away with a, with a set of tools to be able to make their decision themselves. I think if mm-hmm. someone expected to come away from a course like that, um, and get out in the water the next day, yeah. I, I think if you were listening to any of those courses, and again, I haven't sat through and I don't know what's involved in, but I would imagine. Those courses would be something along the lines of um, of, of resetting your thought process, mm-hmm. um, and um, and being and be having the ability to a understand the species and and b read a, a, a series of scenarios to be able to adapt on the day, which I yeah. think is I think is great because I mean that's if if you're short for time but you want those hunter skills, 
you know, but and and you know, like you you might not put the value. But it's not saying that you wouldn't put the value in in a guide. You might be in a in a spot where you don't need a guide. It's your local water, you know. But you might have just moved there, or you might only be able to fish once a month, or something like that. So I mean, that means if you can only fish that one that 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 once a month on a on a September, you're not going to be able to learn what's happening until the next September. So I mean, those courses can 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 fast track your time on the water, you know. So I mean. You could look at those courses as like a as a as a condensed course of donuts, really. Yep. If you learn from learning from other people's donuts, right? Well, donuts and successes, um, you know. But like, I mean, these are the things that you would you would probably pick up, you know, if you if you had half a brain by spending time on the water anyway. You know what I mean? And you might spend time on the water and not catch anything, but if you were um, smart enough to sort of add up those uh those experiences to be able to further your results you would probably be going through a lot of the similar stuff they talk about in those courses you know because eventually you'd find out where the fish are you eventually you'd find out that they feed here at this certain times and these certain patterns that create bite windows and um and congregations of fish um you know understand the species is probably in those courses as far as the reasons they are in certain parts of the body of water that you might be chasing that species you know there's a, there's a lot of things. I, I would imagine there's a lot of things in those courses. I, I think they're, a, I think they're a good thing. I think that um, you know it's a clever thing for those guys that have got that knowledge that, because there's obviously demand for it, and I think the demand's there because of a lack of time that we have in you know modern life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you think, do you think any less of somebody who does one of those courses? Uh, no, I no, I don't. I think, well, I think I, I would if they went around boasting that you know like um that that they worked out themselves yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, that's, I think... that, that's that's something i'm hot on too like stolen glory yeah know? um but yeah no i i just see it as <clears throat> no different to getting a, a casting coach um you know casting tuition you know taking a fly time class um or something like that you know it's just a it's uh it's an area to to expand your um well to shortcut your um your skill set like you said develop some tools that you can take onto the water um you know they can present the information and help you absorb it but i think that the best ones you know give you a clear sort of um you know decision making criteria for when you're out there mm-hmm. yeah i agree and that yeah i think you hit the nail head right on there i think that's what you would hope to achieve from a course is a is a set of tools to be able to make decisions yeah. for yourself yeah because not because yeah, you know, every day is so different. Every day, every day, and every and the, the year is changing. The seasons are changing. The fish's behaviours are changing, but they're somewhat predictable. Yep. You know, and I mean, you can. It's just there's just no way to know those um what those changes are without experiencing it or time on the water. That's all it is. It's just a trade off for time on the water. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like going fine time courses are a trade off for time on the vice. Everyone would get it. I mean, it's no different to karate lessons. I mean, it's only if you didn't take karate lessons and you were just out getting beaten up every day, eventually you're going to learn how to punch back, you yeah, know? Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's the same right. as fishing. If you're out there and you're donutting every day, eventually you're going to catch fish. And if you have to eat, if you have to, like, I always think of fishing like, what would happen if I had to fish for food? You know, how, if I said, sometimes I set myself like a, a private goal, which I've never discussed on the show before, but I'll, I'll, like in, to myself, because I fish by myself a lot, I'll set myself a private goal of like, you know, if, if I had to catch fish to eat today you know i mean i'm not devo if i'm not bringing fish home because i don't keep fish anyway very very rarely 
Um, but you know what I mean? Like I like to look at it as in in that sort of uh, primal situation somewhat, you know, even though I'm fly fishing like a punce, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if I was if I was actually hunting for food, I'd be using live bait or something like that or a net or whatever, you know. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be putting self imposed limitations on myself by fly fishing for starters. But I do like to sort of set myself those um, those goals, you know. You've got to make this happen today. This is what's this is what's got to happen. I just find that um, that little bit of little bit of self pressure is just an, an interesting interesting approach to it, you know. It's because um, if you're only after that one fish to feed your family, you're after numbers. Sometimes it can be a matter of uh, just ob- observation. You know, you don't need to be casting all day. Technically, you only need one cast to catch that one fish. You know. And obviously, Ooh. that's not realistic to throw the throw your fly once and expect those sort of results. But hypothetically, it could be done. Technically, yeah. it could be done. You know, and if that, and if it meant that uh, you only had one cast to feed your family for a week, yeah, you, you're not going to be throwing that that cast around willy nilly, are you? That's right. That's right. You're gonna you're gonna be making sure that that cast works. You're gonna want to see the fish, know what fish you're chasing. Put something on the end of your fly that you know that that fish that you're chasing is going to eat, guaranteed. You know what I mean? You're going to make, you're going to put everything in your in your favour. That's for sure. Yeah. So when you think of it like that, you're not going to let it ruin your day by actually making one cast, but it does give you a lot of food for thought. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That whole one cast scenario is fascinating. Um, and you know, I'm not picking on it, but I've heard. I've heard one of the um, the fishing educators, you know, go down. He wants to distill, you know, barramundi fishing, you know, down to that one cast. You know, getting. Oh, I've, never, I've never heard anyone else say. No, oh, well, I, I actually went talk about yeah, who it so, is. So, it's irrelevant, and it's a it's a really. I mean, is is it realistic? I'm not sure. Like, not realistic. Um, it's just it's just a good mindset. Yeah, it's a great mindset. That that's right. That's the point of it. Is it is a good mindset. It does get people into it. And you know how you spoke about how you measure success. Do you measure success on an unsuccessful trip or an unsuccessful season? You know, um, this is a really micro level thing. You know, you're, you're talking about, um, well, this guy might be referring to an, an unsuccessful uh, cast. You know, if you're getting it down to, to that small sort of uh, window of success. And, it, and it's fascinating, the idea of, um, of distilling success down to such a you know finite art art form is fucking fascinating really mm. <clears throat> yeah it, it is, it is. but i mean technically you could you might not be you might not have a daily success it's possible it's not realistic yeah. but it's 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 uh it's good it's a good mindset and that's the that's that's the way i look at it you know but uh yeah 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 that's interesting eh? that I, i've never I, I, like I said, I've never mentioned it on the show before. I, I don't mention it to anyone. This is the first time I've probably spoken to you about it, even you know. But that's um, that's that's yeah. Like it's you know, I don't put a lot of pressure on myself like that. But it's just again, it's just a you know, if you if, well, you, if you were, you know, it's too you much were, out like, of you. It's too much out of your control for you to put pressure on you. Literally, put pressure on yourself on a cast by cast basis, even a trip by trip basis. Yeah, you know, like right. if if you've got your fishing down to a particular species to. You know, you know, you're not going to donut every single time. Like, you know, then that's then that's pretty cool. Um, mm. Good for you. And so it's up to you whether you keep flogging that horse or you or you jump onto something else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and that's a deep, deeply personal question. You know, I'm not saying either is right or wrong. You know, ultimately, you know, it'd come back down to why you go fishing. 
you know, do you, do you want that, the, the surety of, you know, knowledge that you're going to catch something or do you want the, the allure, the, the, the uncertainty of chasing something that may or may not, you know, uh, eat, may, may break your tackle, might bust you off, might, you know, yeah, who knows? And that's, that, that's an individual thing, you know. Different people will fish in different ways for different reasons for different um, species over different parts of their life. It's, it's, mm. a, it's a really cool thing like that. There's so much variation and none of it's wrong. It's all good. I think it'd be pretty safe to say that if you're listening to this show, you like uh, you like um, self punishment uh, in your forms of fishing. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much. There's so much that's got to add up in fly fishing. There really is, yeah. you know. Be proficient at casting. Proficient in understanding the the materials tied on the hook. Proficient in, in uh, probably more proficient in understanding the the behaviours of of your prey than any other form of fishing because of how much energy is expelled into. Um, you know, presenting that fly leading up to even leading up to getting on the boat or walking the bank, you know. Yep. But uh, so, yeah, uh, it's interesting what you say. It depends on what you want to get out of uh, what you want to get out of it, really. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, and I, 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 I probably wouldn't put it that way. I, I would probably, yeah, I would. I would put it that way, but I'd put it in that way to like, um, you know, what you want to get out of it in, in a time frame. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. would like everyone like would like fantastic results in their cho- chosen field of fishing, but you just, people have got to stop being so hard on themselves as as far as the time frame is concerned, you know. And that's that does concern me in regards to. Um, I didn't know I was going to go this way, but I'll, I'll try and try and briefly touch on it because it does <clears throat> every every direction that I preach on this show or or publicly on social media and like that is all about. And, and you know this to be very true, Volts, and I mean it hand on heart. Is is I like to see the perpetuation of the sport, and one thing I don't like to see is people um, expecting instant results and getting you know dis- disenchanted with the sporting and giving it up. You know, right. so I mean, the reason I bring that up is because of like what you said there, as far as um, you know, what you want to get out of it, and to me, expand on it and saying what you want to get out of it in 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 what time frame are you expecting? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I I don't. I, I, that's why we always encourage people to, to follow the beef because I feel as though, and I'll put this theory to you as well, is, is that um, you know, the fly fishing industry, as we've spoken about on the show with many, many guests, is that it's gone through some, some ebbs and some flows, you know, and, and I would argue mm-hmm. that in, in previous lulls, it's been a lack of exposure, you know, like uh, when, when all we had was, was, was print magazines and stuff like that. And although Fly Life's done a great job in perpetuating the sport in Australia, the mainstream magazines have always kept it to a, a single columnist um, article in, in the back part of the magazines, you know, mm. and it might not necessarily be someone who considers fly fishing to be their primary form of, of sport. So I feel as though that, um, you know, for whatever reason, a lack of exposure has done that. Now we're in a boom at the moment, and I would attribute that to exposure to results. We, we t- I spoke about to Angus on the last show in regards to mm-hmm. his interest. He even said that, like, um, his interest in fly fishing was sparked as in, in like you know seeing other people's results like the world of saltwater fly fishing as as such and things like yes. that and I and I agree and I, I seem to think that a lot of people are interested in fly fishing and being able to do it because they're seeing that it's actually getting results that people can do it people just like you and me can yeah. do it but what social media doesn't paint the picture of is like what we've been talking about in this show right now and that is that um, your expectation of results in a, in a time frame. You know, because all we are is seeing results. It's great. It's great for the sport. 
but it's almost like it's going to eat itself, you know, because it's um because if you're not you don't set a realistic expectation of time frame, then you know the interest wanes. You know, like oh, this this is not happening in two weeks. I like I'm going to pick up a fly rod, and my mate down the road down there picked one up and he caught his PB on on any gear in the first week. Mm. That's cool. That shit happens, you know. But um but you know. It, it does it sometimes doesn't happen to people a lot of people and sometimes when it does happen to people I guess you got to look at their motivations sometimes and I don't want to go down a dark path with that but I mean we often often say follow the beast some things just aren't as they seem the re- expectations of, of time frame is something you need to take very seriously if you're uh, looking to improve your fly fishing is your sport you know it's a very fulfilling sport um, some of us have been doing it for a long long time you know like and if you saw the results of some people that have been doing it for 20 years in their first five years you'd be like why'd you stick with it mm. you know and th- that's just being realistic it's it's being very realistic you, well you've got to enjoy it to get through those tough periods yeah um yeah so you know if, if you're someone who's finding finding it tough um you know maybe pick on something that doesn't require an actual tangible fish as a as a measure of success learn how to tie a particular style of fly as as well as you can work it get the world's best back calves happening or, or you know something <laughs> like that you know um get yourself uh, a magnet <laughs> get mag fishing you know get specialized in in a species you know that that's accessible you know like um you, know, you already just, know persist with that one you already know instead of like picking a species because it's fly fishing yeah i, yeah, I did right. that you know like it's um i I already knew that I found flathead to be the dumbest species in the world and I knew that I could persist with fly fishing on flathead before I moved on to other species and that was the catalyst for me. It was always yeah. a species I could go back to if I was having trouble on other species and, and reset my result mm-hmm. expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a good way of putting it. Be realistic. What you, what your outcomes are, what you want to do and, and you know how much you can invest in, in it in terms of time and effort. Yeah. before you get you get pissed off you know just sort of um but be prepared some for some people it comes frustratingly easy some people uh can be challenging um, some people but, fabricate that frustratingly easy results. and and that you know this reminds me of you know you see um you see ads for sort of gym gyms on tv right they never show the the average joes are always you know like the oh, you the, mean uh, gymnasiums yeah, I thought you meant like Jim's mowing then for a second. No, nah, yeah, no, Jim, Jim mowing. He doesn't advertise on TV. Jim's got a great business model. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, no, no one ever shows the hard work or, you know, someone who's sweating and hungry as fuck because they're starving themselves or something mm. like that. You know, the hard yakka is so easily glossed over. But yeah, Ro- Ro- for- like like Roy's is the is the um is the yeah. S factor of the gymnasiums. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. There's that's around. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, sort of. Don't be focused on that. You know, too focused on that. You know, that epic, hard to catch fish. Uh, or don't be, be focused on it. I should say that's the end goal. But make sure you're going about it the right way. Are there are there species for you that became of interest through fly fishing that you had no interest in when you were fishing lures or bait? That's really interesting. Um, uh, milkfish was one. Um, bonefish was another. No, no. Uh, well, let me put this in another way. Locally, like in oh, in okay. areas like you know, like let's say you're a, you're a young, strapping, um, like fifty percent covered in hair, young Jeff Volta, right? Okay. Um, yeah. 
yeah. right? And you're just you're just cruising down to your normal spot to go and smack a few brim and stuff like that. And you've decided one day, you know what, man? I'm going to give this fly fishing a go because life is too easy. That's and um, yep, fly fishing sexed them up a bit. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm getting there. Just picture okay. yourself in this scenario, right? You know. Okay. So. So, you know, like you go down the shop, you speak to the guy, you tell him how many brim you smack on a weekend, and he's like, well, then you need this. And, um, and you get a rod and reel based on a guy's recommendations that you know nothing more than, than, than he works in a tackle shop, and you don't know what he's caught on fly and like that. Do you, um, do you then go straight back out to smack and brim, or do you straight away, you know, um, get yourself uh fly fishing branded gear then um then travel overseas to catch something exotic <laughs> uh no I, I went back to the went straight back to the um the local brim sport man but you know um that, that well, was but don't get me wrong man if if i had the disposable at the time and the opportunity i would have been straight on that plane well we'll keep let's keep the plane out of it right was now when you're fishing your local species and stuff was there a new way to fish for an existing fish or was there a new fishery within your car driving you know radius of where you live car accessible god it's, it's you can mate yeah. i tell you the way i select words and stuff at the end of the show and stuff really start to change and stuff towards the end but you know what i'm saying right and stuff yeah um yeah so there was there was one thing I, I got into burleying for mullet with bread and then throwing bread flies at them. Um, the because, place, folks. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, mate, I've got – honestly, I don't, I don't care, you know. Can't, <laughs> Good. Come at me, yeah. Good. So, um, yeah, it's – Come um, at me. <laughs> are you, what, what are they going to say? You're, yeah. you're burly for – you've got – you know, I didn't use, I didn't use bread for, on the fly. It's all good, man. That you don't yeah. have to you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. No, no, no. It's just throwing throwing stones back. Anyway, at, um, at no yeah. One. So, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's um, yeah. That was a fishery that you know I didn't do on bait or on um, or on uh, on lure. Um, right. But but yeah, to, yeah. That that was something. But um, yeah. Locally, you know, uh, things like brim and flatties took on a whole new sort of um uh sort of light you know no, for sure I, I get that but i mean you hit the nail on the head there like you know you had no interest in in burling for mullet previous yep. to picking up a fly rod right yep yeah uh, obviously these the existing species would have taken on a new light and would have been a a um a, a period where they would have been frustrating as fuck for you right yeah yeah it was yeah really frustrating yeah, yeah. yep but yep. you know like it's um it's really interesting that we we do that as fly fishermen that we we see other species as 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 newly viable because of fly fishing as well yep you know um uh and, and i guess nowadays you know like it's um i i, I see fly fishing who get into 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 sports and stuff like that into the new sport from from a great lure fishermen and stuff like that and i and i might talk to them through you know with a shop or 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 I might hear from some of the commercial fly tires that you know such and such is getting into fly and they mm -hmm. want to be able to um they want to be able to catch this and i and yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not poohooing it at all I, I i just um i think it's really interesting that what fly fishing changes the direction almost instantly you know like it's almost like some of those species are, are binded to the idea of fly fishing in itself you know permit yeah. bonefish 
Yep. Yeah, they're um, they're both yeah species that are bound to the um, the idea of fly fishing. Yeah. Itself. Itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. That's what I said. Um. So yeah, no. It's uh, I I think for me like um, it'd be it well, not so much the species, but um, getting skinnier, shallower and shallower. You know, the idea of sight fishing was something that was not really. It was cool, but it was not something I would chase voraciously with with lures or or bait at all. But the idea of any species in sight fishing for it now with a, with a fly rod could be it could be a common toadfish for all I care. <laughs> Have you ever chased toadies on fly? No, I don't. But did you see the artwork that Bong Bong's got on his picture about this, the majestic toadfish? By the way, no, on his profile. Oh, I'll go have a look now, man, while we're talking, yeah. I, I recommend that it's both thought-provoking and inspirational. But, uh, you know, it could easily be that, you know? Like, it's, um, I, I like it. I like seeing the fish's mood. I like seeing how they react to it. And that's, I think that's, um, you know, it all ties in to, to things like uh, uh, an organic interest into, into fly tying then, you know? You know I, I bought flies when I first started. I didn't know how to tie them. I started fly fishing before I learned to tie flies. Um. But yeah, I, yeah, I thought fly tying was um, was a great expression of um, of of observation from the water to the vice. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, man. It is. You really? Uh, yeah. You go, mate. Sorry. No, you go. I was just going to say, you really sort of need to um, see a species reaction or um, anticipate a species reaction, even if you can't see it. Particularly when you've caught fish on lures before. In, and, and then you go back to your local water and, and try to put a fly in. And then when, that's when you learn pretty quickly that you can't replicate a lure on a fly rod, you know. Um, and sometimes colours that were on a, on a lure were probably um, were probably overrated. You probably put them too much around a pedestal when you can't replicate it with a fly that's made just of the same colours. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, so it's, it's very interesting. Very interesting that, that crossover period and, 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 and who goes through that trial by fire easy. And, and who who struggles through it? I wouldn't say I went through it easy. That's for sure. I persisted with it though. Yeah, yeah, same here. I would would say at no particular time was it was it easy. It was made easier by by skilled um, casting coaches, um, good tackle choices. Um, you know, like uh, yeah, that, that that definitely speeds up the. Uh, well, let's say speeds up. It it makes it less bumpy. You know, it makes the road a lot less bumpy and means you're more likely to persist with it when time's tough. Mm. Yep. Sure mm. is, eh? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um it's a yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's I like it. <laughs> I got I got no interest in there's been times and periods in the in the last, you know, two decades that have been fly fishing or maybe a little bit longer than two decades now, but there I've I've through just life events gone, fuck it. I just don't want to make my fishing hard right now, and it's it's not hard. It's just for some reason, I'd, and I, I'd pick up a spin rod and and I'd go to conventional for like you know I've done. I, there's one time I've done it, uh, you know, through a yeah. through a series of events which I you know don't really want to talk about on air, but you know it was a, it was a tough time, tough time in life, and I decided to just you know, but I within three to four months I, I missed fly fishing so much, you know, it was just like God damn it, man, it's. Cool. It's it, the fly fishing is what I need, you know, so to speak. And it was, um, it was, it's quite, it, yeah. I like it, having to, having those successes from from those challenges, 
whether whether it be even the casting, you know, all, all the all the flight time, but catching a fish on top of that stuff is just, yeah, man, it's um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty it's sure, pretty, I, pretty, pretty sure I can't do without it. That's for sure. It was a good test of it, you know, like it's because uh, there's been times where I've, I've I've questioned myself, going, am I being so pig-headed that I want to catch something on fly, or do I want to fly fish, you know? Yeah. But um, so you know, I've kind of answered that question for myself now, well and truly. Well, this has been a useful um, uh, introspective shrink session for you, man. It's good. I'm not talking about this stupid fucking podcast, mate. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying to share with it so people can probably maybe maybe relate to it. Yeah, you know, maybe someone's going through a stink where they're like, you know, fuck fly vision. Yeah. But somehow, yeah, same, yeah. somehow, somehow feel that like you know they they they're quitting by giving it up. You know. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't know. I'd like to think that um, you know we're getting people connected. I agree. Uh, that would make me happy just to know, you know, somebody, we uh, we helped somebody who was either, yeah, frustrated, um, you know, looking for looking for an easy way, maybe making bad choices. Who knows? But, yeah, um, uh, yeah so it's as much about us as about you. So, um, yes, I mean, take that to the listeners. Yeah. Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Man, it's been, you know, like I tell you what, we've we've drifted off the cliches a little bit tonight. How, it was how are we good... going for time, man? By the way, what are we oh, doing? You ruin the magic every time you say that, mate. It's what? only been ten minutes, dude. No, it hasn't. <laughs> it has been a little longer than ten minutes, that's for sure. We we should. Um, how did Mark say? It? How did SVS say it? Uh, is there anything we haven't covered so far, Volts? Yeah, uh, no, but I've got one final cliche. Okay. To finish the show on. Let's wrap this puppy up. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah, no drama. All right. See you next week. Right. Um, Is there anything you want to talk about next week by any chance or not? Any any events or anything like that? I feel like it's an abrupt ending. We've just gone from D&M's hardcore to um, to nothing. To to the deep abyss of, of podcast silence. Yeah, no, you'll be right. You'll be able to f- come up with something next week. Yeah. Be what good. are you talking about? I have no Do idea what you mean. Do it next week by yourself, man. I won't be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where are you going to be? I'll be on the road. <laughs> God willing. Yeah. If yeah, enough people, I'd... enough bloody stinking southerners don't come into Queensland with their COVID, yeah. lock us all down, yeah. But anyway. Oh, well. Is there any cases in Queensland at the time of recording this podcast? Uh, no new active ones touching wood. Um, you know, no locally acquired ones. I, I didn't. There, there might be one or two coming in through international or um, you know in quarantine, which is which is good. Um, mm-hmm. It's the best place for them. We've got experts there looking after these people, making sure that they're staying safe and keeping us safe too. Yeah. Well, I feel safe. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you in uh, in another two weeks, and if I can't get a guest for next week, well, then I might just read the newspaper on on, yeah. on, the, on the show. That would be interesting. Grab a QFM, start reading. Yeah. Yeah. says here that... <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dickhead reports that Whiting are on the bite at Urangan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to maintain that regular column, that's for sure. That's it, man. Mm. Alright dude, have fun. Alright mate, talk soon. Ta-da.
sleep!